Hey everyone, it's Mac, and welcome back to Master of a Few, the podcast where the curious mind meets too much time. No, it's not Friday. It's Monday. This is the first time that I have not put something out on time. Well, I mean, there's the one time, but because I switched over software and it was only late by a day, so it wasn't nearly as bad, this one's three days late. Sorry. I have good reasons. Well, I had good reasons. On Friday, I made the conscious decision to wait to record this podcast because Friday was a bit of a rough day for me. So I figured, you know, I have a topic I want to talk about, but I am not in the right mindset to do it justice. So I figured I would wait until Saturday. Then Saturday happened, and Saturday was another intense day so Saturday it didn't happen and then yesterday stuff just kept coming up and I just didn't have enough time to sit down and do it because I had homework that I had put off because of Saturday nothing was getting done on Saturday and not a whole lot got done yesterday and then today I've been busy and I've just gotten to the point where I'm able to settle in for the evening so here we are I don't have a script for this either, so bear with me, but I know in my head what I want to talk about. It's a good topic, and I'm finally in a spot mentally where I feel like I can actually talk about it. I'm still not, still not fantastic, but I'm I'm getting there. So today's topic is going to be on being seen. Uh, Now, when I told a friend that I was going to do this, uh, she thought it was hilarious and was like, oh, you're going to talk about being seen, as in S-C-E-N-E, because apparently that's that's a a thing, a reference that I should know. I don't know what that means, because I'm a 72-year-old man, uh, so I have no clue what that means. But no, I'm talking about seen, as in S-E-E-N. This is when I originally planned to read you a poem, but then I realized I already read that poem, so I'm not going to do that because nobody needs to hear that more than once. Anyway, uh, being seen. So what I mean by that is that feeling you get when someone not just looks at you or cursory brushes over your existence, acknowledges that you exist in the world, but acknowledges who you are as a person in a very specific way. So for this talk today, I want to focus on three different types of being seen, um, or three different instances of being seen that I've particularly had in my life, um, like how I always end up with threes? It's very evangelical of me. I'm okay with that, though. Alright, so the first one we're going to talk about is uh, being seen by yourself. Um, and by that, I don't mean that like someone sees you like talking to yourself or something. That's not what I mean. Although that's happened to me many, many times. And anyone walking by my room now right now does think I'm talking to myself. And I kind of am. But it's fine. Anyway. Being, what I mean is when you look in the mirror and see yourself, and not just that you see this fleshy 
human form in front of you and recognize, hey, that's me. But I mean, looking in the mirror and seeing you, what makes you, you. You look at the eyes and you register, this is me. And I'm going to be talking specifically about my own experience in this podcast. So for for me, that's always been a really complicated thing. Because being trans, I don't necessarily connect very well with this fleshy being that I'm supposed to consider not just a home, but me. There are parts of my body that I am very much not okay with. And because of that, it can be really hard for me to look in the mirror and say, that's me. And... It's fluctuated over the years because there are, over the years, over the days, there are some days when it's just I look in the mirror and I'm, I know conceptually that that's me, but at the same time it doesn't connect with my mental image of myself and so there's that disconnect and it's very uncomfortable and very unpleasant. I hate it. But more recently it's gotten easier. Like, for example, my chest. I'm very uncomfortable with my chest because as a trans masculine individual, I want my chest to be flat. It's not, and I hate that. And anything that draws attention to that fact makes me incredibly uncomfortable and dysphoric and ugh, it's the worst feeling in the world. So I wear a chest binder, which flattens my chest and dramatically improves my ability to connect with my body. And I remember the day I got my first chest binder, my first good one. I had a I had one before and it didn't work super great, but when I got my first real official chest binder, <laughs> it was hilarious because I got it in the mail and I immediately went up to my room and I tried to put it on. I got stuck. If any of you have experience with chest binders, you know that you you get stuck the first time. There's no other option. You are going to get stuck. And I got stuck, and then I finally got it on, and I ran and found my friend, and was just like, look, look at me. Because I looked in the mirror, and I was flat. And I could tell. And for the rest of the day, I was like running my hand down my chest constantly, which is not something you should do in public, usually. But... It just felt so good to look down in just a flat chest. It was amazing. And so that was one of the first times when I looked in the mirror and started to recognize the person there. I started to see myself. The next big time when I had that feeling was when I got my hair cut. Last May, uh, well this past May, I got my hair cut for the first time and I was with my best friend and uh, when, we, when she went with me to get it cut and afterwards she was taking pictures of me and <laughs> she said I forgot to smile because I was smiling and then my smile turned more like into this grimacy face because I was about to cry <laughs> and it, I could just see myself. And then when I looked in the mirror after that, I just, I could see me. And there's something about feeling seen by yourself that just gives you hope and 
just validates who you are as a person and it's amazing. Um, and it takes a long time to get there. I'm still not entirely there. There are still days when I get up and no matter how well my chest binder is working, no matter how short my hair is, I still look in the mirror and I question it just a little bit still. And that'll get easier over the years when I do more things and whatnot, but being seen by myself is has been a new and really great experience. <laughs> Similarly, number two is being seen by other people. Now this has only very recently started happening to me and I can't explain to you how good of a feeling it is. I, as of last spring semester, I started presenting, uh, no, that's not true. As around like November of last year, I started presenting masculinely full time here at school. And um, initially it didn't change much for other people. They didn't really, I got more stares <laughs> than usual, but nothing really changed until spring of last year is when people started getting on board with the fact that I was changing my pronouns, um, the fact that I was presenting in a masculine way, I was asking people to use he for me, people were exclusively calling me Mac, things like that. And since then, it's been improving, and now that my hair is short, I pass sometimes. <laughs> Depends who I'm around, but they at least know something's up. Um, but there have been instances where I was just at a dance the other day, and I was sitting on the, at the side waiting for more people to show up, and a guy bumped into me and said, Hey, sorry, man, and walked away. And it's little things like that that just remind me that people see me now. And they don't just see this body and make a judgment. They see me they see Mac, a 21-year-old man, and that is an amazing experience. Um, last week, I had an interview, and when I went into that interview, I was really worried that um, my trans identity would cause a problem, but instead of that, we just talked about my goals. We talked about my plans. They talked about my um, plans for seminary. And everyone called me Mac when I, when they were praying for me, they used they, them pronouns for me, which it's not he, him, but it's not she, her either. And that's amazing. And that feeling was just incredible. Or even more so, um, there are these two people this year who I did not expect to be friends with. Um, I was actually really, really nervous going into this year because I did not think that we would be friends. Uh, one of them is probably, at least one of them is going to listen to this at some point and uh, chuckle because she knows who she is, but I didn't think that we would be friends, but then we, we are now. <laughs> and I remember we were sitting and having a conversation and she started talking about me and she said he. And I had no clue that she would use the right pronouns for me. And she does. And that feeling of just 
I didn't have to tell her that those are the pronouns I wanted. She just uses them because she knows. That's incredible. The entire current freshman class refers to me using he, him pronouns because that's how they were introduced to me. I'll be student teaching as Mr. Little things like that make a huge difference. And then last, last Thursday, I, I actually, I, I almost started crying because we were at an all-campus worship event and this person who I didn't think I'd be friends with came over and was um, hanging out with me during the worship service. And then at the end, we had a prayer time and uh, she asked if she could pray over me and I said yes. And she started praying for me and she used my pronouns when praying for me. And it's one of the first times that's happened um, in like a friend type atmosphere. Like my counselor uses he him for me and I greatly appreciate it. But this is the first time that like a peer has prayed for me using he him pronouns. And that was just incredible. And in that moment I felt seen. She sees me, and that means the world, because it doesn't just- it means that I really do exist for her. That I'm a real person. And there are people and things that have taken that away from me. Um, especially recently. Because when someone looks at you and refuses to make eye contact with you, or refuses to acknowledge your existence, you try to tell yourself it doesn't change anything, but it kind of does, and it's terrible. <laughs> so being seen by peers is hard to describe how important it is, but even more so. The last one I want to talk about is, I guarantee you all of you have guessed it, being seen by God. That has been the single most important aspect of my life. I talked about this in a previous episode, but when I came to God and said, look, I'm sorry, I've tried to be your daughter, but I can't be. I'm your son. Is that okay? And God responded with, I knew that well before you did. Yeah, you're my son and I love you that experience of being seen by God as me, completely me, has improved my life more than I can possibly say. It's brought me this peace, knowing that I don't have to pretend to be anything for God. He sees me. I don't have to try to put up a show, put up an act, so that he'll love me because he sees me and he loves me. I can stand before God as, as me and know that he sees me, he loves me, he died for me, I'm living for him, I have his life inside me and that is amazing and has been one of the best things ever. Um, so being seen by yourself, being seen by others, and being seen by God are just incredible things. And so I want to leave you today with those three as being incredibly important. And if you can't look in the mirror and see yourself, do something about it. If other people aren't seeing you, say something. And if you feel like God doesn't see you, he does. He knows who you are. You don't have to hide from him. 
So those are really important, but I want to focus on sort of the reverse side of that. Is never feel like you have the right to not see someone. People, whether you agree with them or not, whether you like them or not, are made in the image of God. They deserve, they are entitled to being seen simply because they exist. So not only is it important that you are seen, but it is important that you see others and you let them know it. This person could have just prayed and just said Mac, but she didn't because she sees me. She knows who I am and she acknowledges that, that this is who I am. And that means the world. Never do something that makes someone feel like they are less than human. Because being seen can make the difference between life and death for some people. Some people are in such a dark place that if one person doesn't see them... It's a validation of all of those horrible thoughts that are in their head. Not that any of them are true, but sometimes when you're in that spot, it's all it takes. So I don't just want to leave you with this pump-up message of you're seen, I see you, you exist, even though I do. But I also want to leave you the challenge of see the people around you. Make eye contact with people when you speak to them. Speak to people. Make eye contact with them. Let them know that they exist to you. Because it's really important. And you don't know how important it's going to be until maybe it's too late. I meant to make this more of a lighter, happier episode. But like I said, things have been interesting the past couple days. So you'll have to bear with me on that. Uh, Next week I will have, and by next week I mean this week, on Friday I will have more poetry for you, um, a more in-depth, exciting episode, probably maybe something happy, I'll make something happy, it'll be great. Uh, So on that note, that's about it. So if you have things you want to tell me about, if you've had an instance where you felt seen or you didn't feel seen and it sucked... You know where to find me on Twitter at Mac of a few. Uh, I'll I'll actually look at it and see. I mean, there, no one's tweeted me yet, but it's possible. And other than that, I will see you. Not see you. Talk to you on Friday. My name's Mac. This has been Master of a Few. Have a brilliant day. Bye.